Recording in progress. I have been putting this off for so long. So here we are. Make sure that you can actually hear me. But it seems like everything's going okay. I actually recorded a podcast that I'm debating about releasing because maybe you can help me with this. It was in the thick of something going on. And there's this decision point when making content, right? Between should I share them in the moment stuff or should I share the aftermath or to put it more positively, the, uh, the lessons and the completed thoughts about whatever this arc of the story came to after it was completed. As much as you can say we completed anything. I used to actually do this thing where I would get on Instagram and make posts when I was crying because I wanted people to see authentic emotion online. That was a couple of years ago. So anyway, maybe I'll release it. Maybe I won't. I've been going through a lot of changes and then the changes have all been slowing down and becoming more gradual. I am moving about 30 minutes north of San Diego. If you follow me on Instagram, you're probably aware of Vern, who is a 76-year-old mystic, as I'm calling him. He's been bedridden for 11 years. I'm trying to convince him to do yeah, social media posts. I think he, he really, really loves to kind of an annoying point to me, sharing things that he knows about and information. And honestly, I not much of it has been anything that's a surprise to me. I'm not trying to say that to be an asshole. But, you know, things about esoteric knowledge and nutrition and stuff along those lines. He does have amazing skin for being bedridden for 11 years. So he has some thoughts on that. And he has stories about his inflammation going away once he took the advice of his naturopath friend. Um, and I just think that he would have a big audience or at least he would have people to talk to about all of the things that he's into um, in an online setting. That's kind of one of the beautiful things about this, this technological world that we have, that there is the option to connect with people, even if you're locked in your bedroom. So his place is trashed. I'm working on making it better before I can move in. I thought I was going to move in last week and then going into the bedroom that I made Maggie are to occupy. Uh, it was, it was gross and really doesn't seem like good air to be breathing in. So we're going to wait until the carpet's been replaced. And that's good because honestly, even the, I'm apparently allowed to spend the night there as a caretaker, caregiver, but not move in. Whatever the difference, technical difference is to that, I don't know. I don't know if any of the bureaucrats in the office actually give a shit about any of it, to be honest. But here we are. But that means that I'm getting kind of a slow transition into doing caretaker things. Um, helping out a few days a week and being around him for a limited amount of time rather than being around all the time. And I think that's good because easing into a new relationship It's always interesting, right? Mm. On top of that, my car, my beautiful, beloved 2007 caliber, the starter went out. And in the midst of getting it replaced, I decided that I was going to get a new car. 
So I now have a 2011 Toyota Yaris and I'm selling my old car. And that is opening up the potential for doing other things. It's very fuel efficient. It's a little bit newer. It has the most base model stuff ever, the rolled, you know, manual windows and locks and everything. Um, and I also lost my wallet. So the universe was like, hey, we're going to hit a hard refresh, Sam. Here we go. And perhaps this is all leading to me to trying out Uber for a bit because I have to get a new license and that's a California license and that plus a new car equals potential to make my own schedule doing Uber a bit. What do I have to offer you that's of worth in this podcast? It's a great question. You know, it's so often that I feel like I'm speaking to nothing because I am. I don't get a whole lot of interaction from my following. You know, there's several hundred people that open up every newsletter and almost nobody ever responds. I've mentioned this before. I'm just reiterating it on a new platform. Even on Substack where you can just like something, you don't really get likes. On Instagram, yeah, I get some interaction. Not a lot of people asking questions. So it does beg the question, like, what am I here for? Like, what am I, <laughs> what am I here for? What do people want from me? It's so different speaking in person to people and having that to feed off of. And yeah, for years, it used to not bother me. I used to write a newsletter every single day. And I just thought the things I was talking about were so interesting that I didn't have a problem with it, that I wasn't getting a lot of responses. I would get some. So here we are. And I'm like, what the fuck do I talk about? I can talk about what I've been doing. Um, I have been sharing a lot on Instagram. It's been one of my long-term projects is doing is engaging in a long-term project. My most successful launches that I ever did were mobility-based, and that was months to years of posting about mobility stuff because that is what I was consistently interested in over that time. And ever since then, I don't think I've stuck with exactly one subject for long enough for, to build up a highly specific following. So here we are. I'm working with my marketing coach, Cassidy, to actually focus on one thing for a while. And the nice thing about this is that it's actually something that I do. It's this five minute meditation practice that where you, you know, I've called it voodoo doll in the past, not calling it gingerbread man, because you draw a gingerbread man and everybody kind of gets that. And I use some copy like that um, for the, the outline that I'm putting in the book that I'm writing. And you, Take five minutes every day and you get in touch with your extrasensory perceptions that have to deal with your senses. You know, the things in your imagination that make you feel things or the way you can identify it in your body and 
in so doing, perhaps learn to trust yourself a little bit more than, I don't know, you know, sometimes it, maybe it's about trust. I do it personally to figure out what the fuck I think about things. Um, I'll outline it again. So you draw a gingerbread man, you set a timer for five minutes. I think uh, I've ins installed saying a prayer at the beginning and end to kind of bookmark it. Um, just something like, you know, dear God, I pray to love and accept everything that shows up for the next five minutes. And then you know, thank you for showing up to everything that showed up today. Uh, sometimes I say, I release you. I use it when, and then, and then you just spend five minutes closing your eyes, noticing whatever you notice, and then writing down what you notice, where you notice it in and around the body of the gingerbread man you drew. So I've been doing this, um, times that I feel like I'm kind of spinning, times that I feel ungrounded. Um, the fact that it's linking back to the body is inherently much more grounding than doing a lot of other forms of meditation. Um, anything that's body referential tends to make you feel a little more stable, right? Doing a body scan, for example. Um, I also use it when I want to find out what I think about something, when I'm having trouble making a decision or if I'm feeling, I use it for triggers when I notice that I have some weird feelings about something. Um, I'll say this on the podcast because the podcast, the fewest number of people are going to listen to this as other stuff that I put out there. Um, I had some weird fucking feelings about Vern's penis. And I don't mean sexually, like it's just, he's, he's naked, right? Like he's under these blankets. He's an old man that's been bedridden for, and he's kind of a nature guy. Like I'm not, I'm not worded out by the nudity. I've worked in uh, a disabled people's home before, a mentally disabled people's home before. And there was a guy with advanced cerebral palsy there. And you know, you, you just, it's just butts, it's butts and asses. Everybody poops, everybody pees. You got to get cleaned up. And when you can't physically clean yourself up, you know, please keep your mobility, right? <laughs> to your cars, join my Ken's Judge membership, do some mobility stuff, start sitting on the floor so that you can continue to wipe your own ass because it's not fun wiping other people's asses, but it needs to get done for this human that is continuing to be alive, that is choosing to continue being alive. And there's some deep questions, I'm sure, that will erupt from even those interactions about what, what is worth being alive for? It's fascinating, right? Vern and I have had a couple conversations along those lines. Because sometimes he doesn't feel like it anymore. But anyway, I'm cleaning him. And I just, this like, so grossed out by his penis, by his junk. And that wasn't really normal because I do generally view it as like, hey, you know, it's, it's a body, whatever. This needs to get cleaned. Not even touching anything. You just like you just use washcloths and all this stuff. Um, you know, there's no actual touching the stuff, or at least the way that we do it, the way the systems that he's worked out over the years with caregivers. And it's like, okay, cool. Things I like about Vern is he's into the non-toxic stuff. So it's like vinegar and essential oils and hot water and you know these kinds of things to to clean up with. It's not a bunch of toxic chemicals and things I don't feel like breathing in. And I would just notice how strongly I was reacting to it. I was just feeling really grossed out. So I finished helping him. But when I went home that evening, it was still feeling grossed out. This lingering 
thing. And if there's a lingering thing like that, to me, that means that there's something that's going unprocessed. And I'm like, okay, why is this stuck with me? Why is this stuck like glue? So I just sat down and I don't think I have the notebook with me for that particular thing. Um, no, I don't think I do. Anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter because all I do is I sit down, I say my prayer, I set my timer, and I draw and write out whatever it is that I notice. Because the point is that you're training yourself to be with what is. And being with what is, is I don't know a better way to do it than to just be with your senses, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're hearing, like the thoughts that are coming through. And noticing that they're not you, but they are things that are a part of you or a part of your experience at the moment. So it's like, okay, if I close my eyes and I think about that, what do I see? What do I feel? What do I hear? What happens when I think about this thing that is bothering the fuck out of me, right? And when you sit down and actually get into it, it's, it's pretty much always different. I'm not going to say 100%, but it's pretty much always different than... Um, than what you think it's going to be. Because it's way less logical, it's which more, um, yeah, it may seem random, but I really can't get myself to believe that the visions, the thoughts, the things are actually random because they're specific. There are specific things that come up. Out of all of the things that you could be seeing, feeling, hearing in the entire world, these are the ones that are coming up feelings in my body, the sensations, the thoughts that come up in my head when I try to think about these things. So that's what I do. And then at the end of the five minutes, it's different. It's much more processed. Some of you may follow, follow Charles Eisenstein. He's kind of like a modern day philosopher and thought leader guy. And I really, really like a lot of his, his writings. Um, you may find him on Substack. Eisenstein is E-I-S-E-N. S-T-E-I-N. He has, he has a wife, Stella, and she has her own substack, and she has a whole system of healing that she does. I attended one of her group Zoom ones. It's like really cheap. Where, uh, what does she call it? She calls it resonant attention. And as far as I can tell from the experience I've had with it and reading a little bit of her stuff, it's just paying attention and being with whatever the thing is that's bothering you. <laughs> Just like there's so many examples of the same thing. Being being the healing. Be like, can you just train yourself to be with what is happening? And that to me is the point. This is the the marketing that I'm doing with this is about unlocking your shamanic powers because, because it, in, it is in some way you're building the ability to be with, the ability to connect, the ability to and once you can do that, then it's a little easier to be with the trees, to notice what you sense, to be open to connecting to inanimate objects or living creatures that aren't um, other humans, you know, or having conversations with your house. Like, who gives a fuck? There's so many things. I ordered a gray. And I was deciding what color of shower curtain. I'm going to lose so many people here. I, decide, I was deciding what color of shower curtain to order for the bathroom in the new place and I was finally just asked the bathroom I was like bathroom what you know room what do you want and I heard gray and I was like, okay cool that's fine um 
that kind of thing has produced a lot of magic in my life. Communicating with this tree outside in my house that I'm moving out of, you know, I often see this tree communicating in light. These like walls of light, almost as if like the northern lights are coming out of the ground. And this tree is always a part of that. And I can feel its roots. I can feel the spirals of energy. This is the kind of thing that makes me a really fucking good body worker. Because I tune into what is there more than what I'm, more than tuning into what, you know, I wish was there. And people that are into that really like it. So that's what's going on with my life. I'm, I'm writing the book about how to do that and how to go into the nuances of it and make it an easy follow along guide. Um, and I'm going to make like a free PDF thing that should be available within the next week of actually doing, you know, just doing the first chapter essentially of the book being with the things. So how are you guys doing? If, if you follow me on Substack, if you follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. Thank you. I, I believe it was Mimi that messaged me and said that she appreciated the podcast. And I was like, fuck, okay, maybe I will get back on making another episode. And I know that doing it consistently for a long time without any hope of reward <laughs> is the way to get this stuff actually working. But um, yeah, I just fell off of that a little bit. So I fell off of, of my weekly commitment. So here we are recommitting to putting something out every week. I, you know, maybe it'll be about regenerative agriculture or just random shit that I'm into next time. I hope you're all doing well. And I would love to hear from you. If you're listening, feel free to reach out and leave a comment on my Substack. write me a DM. What do you want to hear more about? What are you interested in? And what do you think I could help you with? Let's talk. Have a wonderful evening. Signing off, Sam. <laughs>